This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Canada and welcome to another edition of Grey Cup Classics here on ESPN Classic. Coming up, it's the 2000 Grey Cup game between the BC Lions and the Montreal Alouettes. Now the Lions finished the regular season that year with a record of 8 and 10. We're poised to become the first team to win a Grey Cup despite having a losing record. They had won three out of their last four just to make the postseason. And with momentum on their side, the Lions took playoff games in Edmonton and Calgary to earn a trip to the championship game. BC faced an Alouettes team who had underachieved in the playoffs since returning to Montreal from Baltimore. The Owls were making their first appearance in the Grey Cup since 1979 and were in search of their first title in 23 years. It's Montreal, it's BC, it's McMahon Stadium in Calgary. It's the 2000 Grey Cup Classic. They were the best two teams in 99, but Montreal and BC have waited an extra year for this chance at glory. There's Charlie Taft, coach of the year last year, who has stressed to his team to relax today. And Steve Morato, head man, was the offensive coordinator for Baltimore in 95 when the Stallions won the Grey Cup. He says this is the squirreliest bunch he has ever coached. Terry Baker has it on the tee. Jimmy the Jet Cunningham and Chuck Levy. There's the Jet. Chuck Levy ran back a kickoff in the 98 NFC Championship game. The 2000 Great Cup game is on at McMahon Stadium. Here's the Jet. Jimmy Cunningham out to the 36-yard line. That's where the BC Lions will start on offense for the first time in the 88th Grey Cup game, led by Damon Allen, the quarterback of the highest rated offense in the CFL. Well, absolutely, Damon Allen flanked by Millington and Drummond in the backfield. These guys can get it done on the ground through the air. The receiving crew, Oliver Jackson, Graham and Donnie Blair at the wideout position. A big offensive line, Terrace Payne and Harden, Perez and Manteca at the tackle. First play from scrimmage. And they try to establish the ground game with the diesel and a productive nine-yard carry for the top Canadian in the CFL. Well, really interesting because that was his yards per carry average, the one game he played against these guys, and these guys have their work cut out for him. Miller, Richards, Fillion, and Burst, the defensive line. The linebacking crew, all Canadian, Wiltshire, Benoit, and Reed. 
And the secondary, Lester Smith in the middle, Miles Washington at the half, Sanchez and Irv Smith at the corner. You see our virtual first down marker, second and two in Millington to the 49-yard line, and the BC Lions have an initial first down on their opening drive. And the real thing, you know, that's indicative of the way that BC comes out, Chris, we talked about it. They come out hard, they come out fast, and they move the ball very effectively early on in the game. The last two games that BC has played, they have opened up big leads on Edmonton and Calgary. And they have averaged 157 yards rushing in the playoffs. There's Mike Pringle trying to keep the hamstring loose. Allen's first pass. It's complete to Jimmy Oliver, a dangerous man in the postseason for the Lions. He's the deep threat, but that a short gain in front of Davis Sanchez. Well, this is the matchup that's really going to be key to watch today. Obviously, Jimmy Oliver, 4-1, 40 time. That is just plain speed. Now he's going to be working against Sanchez almost all day on that short field. He feels because of his speed, Sanchez is going to play off a little bit. He can start to play some games, take him deep, come back, fake like he's stopping, and then go deep. Second and two. And another first down for the Lions. Ed Fillion with the tackle on Diesel, Sean Millington. Part of that 3D offense that they like to call Drummond, Diesel, and Damon. And the biggest thing, Chris, is they are using the running game. We saw against Edmonton, they ran the ball effectively against Calgary. They got shut down. They went to the pass. Right now, we're seeing a real nice mix of both run and pass. They're going against the stingiest defense in the CFL in the Montreal Alouettes. First down into Montreal territory. There's a little flip out of the backfield. Millington with the catch. He won't go down. And he's close to another first down. Finally, Kelly Wiltshire takes the diesel to the turf. And one of the things they're doing, Chris, is they're creating all kinds of motion in the backfield. That almost looks like they're going to run the shovel as they bring Jimmy the Jet Cunningham underneath as well. The linebackers have to respect him. Then he has an outlet pass, and he just throws it over to Millington. And this guy already has got a feel for the game because, Chris, he's really fighting for those yards 105 catches between Millington and Drummond coming out of the backfield for BC first and 10 Lions on the prowl Allen pumped once looks deep Oliver was bumped down the sidelines well covered by Mark Washington and Sanchez but this is something we saw last week Damon Allen is really going vertically against the defense. He's really stretching it. We saw him a lot of times go deep. Why not right now? You're in scoring zone. Throw it deep. You got a speedster there. Get all over there. But as you say, great coverage by Sanchez and Mark Washington. That ball was not going to be caught, but Allen showing that he can go deep even against the wind, which seems to be swirling in this first quarter at McMahon, second and 10. Allen, quarterback draw. And nothing doing there. Swift Birch was watching him closely and touches him down. What a great job of the defensive line of not being fooled. The reason this works for Montreal's defense is the fact that they want to, the offensive line wants to get these guys up the field. Look at Birch, he fights off the block of Jamie Terrace, keeps his balance, that's the big thing. He didn't allow himself to be knocked back on the turf which would have allowed Damon Allen to get outside. It means a 47-yard field goal attempt for Louis Fasaglia. Chris, we watched him in the warm-up. 
Earlier on, when the wind seemed to be a little more brisk, he was having trouble from this distance. And Pasaglia misses to the left. It'll go for a single as Winston October concedes. Missed field goal by Louis, but a point on the opening drive for the BC Lions. Only missed four during the regular season. He was seven for eight in the playoffs, but again, 47 yards into the wind is about the outer limits for Louis Pasaglia today. There's Anthony Covillo. But the nice thing, Chris, about that was that the BC offense put a drive together. Anthony Calvillo and the Alouettes will take the ball at the 40. The line of scrimmage where the Lions miss the field goal. Calvillo in his first championship start. And right away we'll find out about Mike Pringle off the left side. And Pringle up to the 48-yard line. Kelly Lockbaum and Carl Kidd combine on the tackle. Well, they don't try to fool anybody. Cavillo right there, Mike Pringle, Bruno Hapel does a great job. Where he lines up is usually where Mike Pringle's gonna run the ball. The receivers climbing Alexander, Cahoon and Davis on the outside, and a big offensive line anchored by the most outstanding offensive lineman in 2000, Pierre Vercheval. Second and two. Right back to Pringle. Two times the outstanding player in the league. The hamstring looks fine. Well, he wanted to say, he said before the game, he said, I'm tired about all these questions about my hamstring. He actually even joked about it. He said, I'm going to go fast and walk through yesterday. You're going to see him. He cuts to the left, gets to the outside, picks up the needed yardage to keep the chains moving. Chris, he has shredded the BC Lions. Averaging 139 yards a game in his last eight meetings. Short drop, Calvillo's picked off. Mike Fletcher's got the ball. The first big play of this great cup goes to the Lions defense. Eight turnovers last week. They get an early one here. Well, we talked about the fact that Anthony Camilo will do his read quickly and get rid of the football. What BC is going to do is give him mixed looks. Try and fool him into a read. He reads it, he throws the ball, he throws it actually right into Mike Fletcher's hands. And as you said, here's a team, BC Lions, six interceptions last week, starting off quickly, grabbing one today. What's remarkable is that the Alouettes really put a high priority on a quick start and high percentage, low risk passes in the early going. But Fletcher with a key pick. Let's see what Allen does with it. Hands the ball off to Robert Drummond. Off the right side, and again, you see that size and power of the Lions running backs. Well, that's the biggest thing, Chris, size and power. The refusal to be brought down, and the, they compete so much. Robert Drummond wants the ball every time. Sean Millington wants the ball every time. But, boy, every time either one of these backs gets it, they make good things happen. You can see just twisting, turning. Do what he's got to do to pick up great first down yardage. Fifth cup in seven years for Robert Drummond. He won it the first three times he played in the big game. Second and four. This time Millington. Big hole off the right side. Still going. Sean Millington to the goal line. And they're going to mark him just inside the one. A 30-yard drop by the top Canadian. And a Vancouver native. Well, I'm gonna, this is just unbelievably offensive line, just getting on their blocks, creating a seam. 
a nice hole for Sean Millington to go off the right side behind Dan Payne. The big boys up there just slide blocking. Now look at him go right through the between Mantika and Payne, and then refusing to be brought down. Drummond downfield, Graham, everybody trying to throw a block. First and goal from the one. Down in the trench. Millington to the line. No indication. No touchdown. And Dave Yule singles, signals second down. That's always interesting because the referee is looking right at the pile. And it's almost like when it becomes a big rugby scrum, you expect him to blow the whistle, but you can see right there. Just keeping him from getting that ball across the goal line. Nice job of hanging on and getting some support from your teammates. This is where the Alouettes would love to have Steve Charbonneau. This time they'll push it across. And again, no indication. Now, touchdown. So Steve Morato's crew makes Montreal pay for the interception with a major score. Absolutely. Mike Fletcher starts it off with the interception, and Rob Drummond carries the football. Sean Millington breaks one off all the way down, and Damon Allen finishes it off, tucking himself behind the big terrace, Payne and Harden, and takes it over for the touchdown. Submarining under the two-time All-Canadian center, Jamie Terrace, and the big guards, Harden and Payne, both around 330 pounds. Pasaglia adds the point after, and once again, for the third straight postseason game, the BC Lions are out of the blocks quickly. Allen with the touchdown after a big run by Millington. Eight-nothing Lions. Coast to coast, we welcome you back to McMahon Stadium in beautiful Calgary for the 88th Grey Cup game. Well, we see Carl Kidd, but I tell you, he gets away with one right here because why couldn't get that pad? Look at this, look at this mugging. I mean, he's got his jersey. He's going back, and you know what, Jock Kleiman, you got every reason to complain on that play. Lions back to work on offense. Allen rolling, delivering, complete, and that's Jimmy Oliver. And he has been a nightmare for defensive secondaries. Five 100-yard games in his last eight starts. Absolutely. I mean, six for 122 last week against the Calgary Stampeders. It's his speed. It's the speed factor. Sanchez knows he's got the ability to blow right by him, so he's got to keep him in front of him. That allows Jimmy Oliver to take him deep and come back to the football, create that separation from the quarterback, and he does it wonderfully on that play. Sanchez, native of North Delta, B.C., runner-up as top Canadian in the league. First down, left side. Look at Drummond duck under one and then punish Mark Washington before he goes down. What a one-two punch. Absolutely, I mean, they just do something. They just will not be brought down. I mean, it's just gonna take it now. They got a lead block. Now see, this is why they're working together. Look at that. Look at Millington on number 90 in the bottom. I mean, he's blocking Swift Birch. These guys, as competitive as they are against each other, they know they gotta work together for the common goal. Drummond out after a six-yard carry. Now in a power eye formation, Blair and Jackson sprint out right side. Millington runs right. John Millington first down, and he continues to chew up the yards 
in this first quarter. Sheldon Benoit finally brings him to the turf. Well, they just run a counter. This is all a counter. All he's gonna do is take a step to the left and he's gonna follow the big boys. Look at Terrace, backside tackle, Chris Perez coming all the way from the left side to get around to the right side and throw a block. That's when you know you've got athletic offensive linemen and that's why they are a skilled position. Sean Millington, six carries, 55 yards early. They give it back to him, right side. And again, Millington makes a lot when not much was there. Well, by all rights, Millington should have been brought down as soon as he hit the line of scrimmage. But it's his desire. He won't, he refuses to be brought down, breaks tackles. It's all a question of. Who wants it more? Now you see Benoit overruns him. Jason Richards has to come over, but not before. Sean Millington picks up eight and a half to nine yards. He is having himself a Pringle-like first quarter. Second and short. And the Lions should move the sticks on another Millington carry. Well, that's the eighth carry of the game for Millington, and that's interesting because in the only game that he did play against the Montreal Alouettes this season, back in August, he ran for 73 yards on eight carries, where he had an outstanding 9.1 yard per carry average. First Canadian to rush for 1,000 yards in 12 years. And this will require a measurement. We're in the final minute to the first quarter. Another first down for this Lions offense. Looking for an all-purpose tire like the Goodyear Wrangler RTS? Come to Canadian Tire. We've got what you need to get away. Well, the crown game revved up for the BC Lions in this opening quarter of the Great Cup game. The Montreal 35, they give it to 25 as the legs cut out from underneath them this time. Couple for Millington. Just going back to that counter play where they pulled Jamie Terrace in the backside tackle, Chris Perez. This time the Montreal defense reacts to it. Submarines, the offensive lineman, brings him down, in effect, stuffing the hole. So it's second and eight. And likely a passing situation for Allen. Lots of time to look deep. And overthrows the intended receiver, Jimmy the Jet Cunningham, who has touchdowns in each of the last two playoff games. The BC Lions eight. That's the final play of the opening quarter here in Calgary with the West ahead by five. BC dominating the first quarter of this Grey Cup, and already two key Montreal players are showing the effects of their injuries. Yes, uh, Mike Pringle has run the ball well, uh, has 30 yards, and we see only the first uh, quarter here, but he is hobbling. He is really hobbling on this leg. As we watch this replay, he doesn't look fresh. This is not Mike Pringle running the ball, attacking the line of scrimmage. The other injury is the Davis Sanchez on the corner on this run on Millington. Watch, stop it there. There is Sanchez right there. He's got to come up and make the tackle. Watch how he protects 
the left arm. Go ahead and roll it. He just throws the right shoulder in there. That's not a good enough technique to tackle a guy like Sean Millington. He's protecting his right hand and has missed a couple tackles. Louie from 40 yards out with the wind at his back misses another. That's Winston October putting a knee down in the end zone. So points in the first three possessions for the Lions, but a pair of misses for Louie. Well, a pair of misses, and one thing that we saw up here, and I mean, we can see a lot of things, but as we see the snap coming, Newsmeyer trying to hold it, gets it down, but you wonder sometimes when you hesitate, because it's such a timing thing with that kicker, he doesn't want to hesitate before he hits the ball. The holder's trying to sit it, spin it, put the laces toward the goalpost. See Newsmeyer over there having a little chat about it. So a six-point BC lead, but it could be a lot more. Well, one thing, Chris, on the last Damon Allen pass, he threw it. We thought he overthrew. He missed. Albert Jackson wide open in the left corner. Alouettes will start at their 35. Calvillo short drop, look one way, and then to the other side. That's Jock Climey, his second catch of the game. Called down by Kelly Lockbaum, the middle linebacker. Well, again, just great protection, allowing Anthony Cavillo to read the football field to find out where he wants to go. Jock Climey just comes over the middle, underneath Kelly Lockbaum, who now is in a trail position. He's got to make up the ground, but not before Jock Climey picks up a first down. There's Lockbaum from Abbotsford, B.C. Boy, he was excited about this start, especially a chance to play against Pringle. Let's see what he does here as Pringle takes the ball off the left side. Nailed as he crossed into B.C. territory. Again, ball comes loose, and the Lions feel they have it, but play whistled down. That's the second time we've seen the ball squirt out of Pringle's hands. Just coming to the left. And was it Lockbaugh, who has forced three fumbles already in the postseason? But it's funny, we heard Coach Pinball, Dr. Pinball, talk about this, and it really does look like Mike Pringle's favoring that leg. He does not look fluid in his runs right now. He looks very much like he's favoring it. He tries to explode. Well, that expression may confirm exactly what Dr. Clemens said. He felt he could go all the way today, but he said, if it's not right, I'll be out. I don't want to cost and, my team, especially and, and, and really, Thomas Haskins. And really, Chris, how do you test it other than in the game? You really can't test it in practice in those first days. You've got to rest it. Pringle got seven, and Thomas Haskins, who many regard as the best backup in the league. He calls himself the sixth man. There's an option, and Calvillo is smothered short of the first down. David Benefield, the veteran in that Lions defense. Well, I mean, you're going to run the option. I mean, the BC defense sees us all the time when it practices against its own offense. I mean, this is Damon Allen's bread and butter. It's almost like a little bit of the option shovel play, so they know how to defend it, and they do a good job of that. As a result, Terry Baker has to come on to do the punting. Third and two, and Charlie Taft won't be gambling early, especially without Mike Pringle in the backfield. Fletcher goes back, and Terry Baker 
who was number two in putting this year behind Noel Prefontaine is in. Average 47 and a half yards in the Eastern Final. This against the wind, not a deep kick. And it will bounce out and be marked at the 19. 33-yard punt and Pringle on the sidelines. Back at McMahon, 9-3 for the Lions over the Owls. Here's Steve Charbonneau of Cowansville, Quebec. Last practice over on the ankle. I know you're very disappointed. Can you express it? Well, I am disappointed. I, I don't know if I'll ever uh, have the chance to go back to a great cup in my uh, in my career. We know the story about uh, Climby, who's never been to one in 11 years. So hopefully I'll have the chance to be back here. What do you like about what your team's doing defensively, or do you like what they're doing? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, we ought to stick with the game plan. It's uh, We're doing it. We're playing well. It's just uh, we're playing a little high and overrunning the ball right now, and, and it's hurting us. Steve, thanks for this, and uh, good luck to the Owls. Thank you. Hey, guys. Well, the Alouettes, no question, will miss Charbonneau, who Charlie Taft said might have been his most improved player this year, and for the first time, we see that shovel pass, Chris. Well, here it is, just a fake to Drummond. He's going to come back, slide underneath the coverage right there. Look at the bind. Look at the bind. There's Swift Birch. He's caught. He doesn't know. He's wrong no matter what he does. He goes after Drummond. Allen runs. He goes after Allen. He pitches it to Drummond. Nice job of execution. Shades of the 96 and 97 Eastern Finals when Doug Flutie and Robert Drummond worked over the Montreal defense with the shovel pass. Well, absolutely. And also the man in our booth down there was a recipient of many of those shovel passes. And of course, I'm talking about the pinball. Great to have pinball. The coach, Glenn Suter. On our team today from McMahon Stadium, the 88th Great Cup. And second and one, second and less than one, as you see on our virtual line. See what Allen does with it. He'll hand it off. John Millington will lower the shoulder and get a first down. A nice job of penetration by Ed Fillion. And we've seen him in the backfield a number of times today. But Millington refuses to be brought down by the first guy. He tries to shoelace him, can't bring him down, allows Millington to bounce it to the outside, picks up the first down. You know, the way BC is pounding the ball, they're going to miss Charbonneau even more because there's not much depth there. Just one extra D lineman for Montreal. Millington again. Oh, you see Millington going to the right side and again. Ed Fillion at the bottom of the pile getting up there with the tackle. Doing a nice job of stringing it and picking it up. As you say, Millington loving it right now because he's touching the ball a lot. And all running backs will tell you, they'll get stronger as the game goes on because it wears down the defense. There's Ed Fillion, who made a real impression last week in Winnipeg, that's for sure. Boy, did he knock Kahari Jones off his game. Second and nine. Allen rolling to the left side. There's Donnie Blair. It's another BC first down. And Chris, this is five possessions. And on each possession for the BC offense, they've generated at least one first down. You know what? And I'm going to go back to one play earlier when they ran the shovel pass. Now, what it does is it forces that defensive end to be a little wary of running up the field too early. As a result, on this play, the left tackle, Chris Perez, totally corrals Swift Birch, allowing Damon Allen to get to the outside. 
that are playing a little bit of head games with the defensive ends of the Montreal Alouettes. How's this for efficiency? BC 9 for 12 on second down conversions. First down, Allen play action. And it is Donnie Blair again on the near side. Irv Smith there in coverage for Montreal. I mean, Damon Allen can do it all. We know about his athletic ability, but he'll go to the left side of the field, do a little reverse pivot, come all the way around, fake it to Drummond, and go back to the other side of the football field to Donnie Blair on this place. He is distributing the ball all across the football field. Eight for 12, 89 yards in this first half. The all-time leading passer in Canadian Football League history. Damon Allen, and still with that, probably has not got the recognition he deserves after 16 years in this league. Back to the ground, and more big yardage for the BC offense. Well, Millington left, Millington right, Drummond left, Drummond right. I mean, he just takes it. This is where he broke the big one early in the first quarter. Right off tackle, you can see right there, they got the short yardage team in there, but Payne and Manteca creating the opening. Millington averaged 6.5 yards a carry this year. That led the league among running backs with at least 100 carries. Now it's a first down at the Montreal 46. Allen back to pass. No one home, and he threw it away. David Allen's pass incomplete. Good pressure by the Montreal defensive line, getting there, forcing Damon to throw that football. Let's look at the time of possession here. Western semifinal, Lions 34, 10 minutes more than the opponents. West final, 34-25. You know, we've also watched, and look at today, 15, almost double Montreal, but we've watched in the statistically, they picked it up by five minutes in the playoffs from what they averaged in the regular season, Chris. They have the ability to strike quickly, but they've been grinding it out so far in this first half. Second and 10, Allen dumps it off. Here's Robert Drummond, and Robert Drummond goes for a run and crashes down to the 20. The safety, Lester Smith, finally brings him to the turf, but it's 25 yards for Drummond. You know what? When Damon Allen calls his own plays, he gets a feel for the game. He feels what the defense is trying to do to him. He knows they're gonna come after him. What a great call! The screen. Let everybody in, slide him out, dump it over the middle, and let Drummond do the rest. He's a good friend of Joe Pow Pow's, who's also in on the offensive playlist. He said at the start of the year, he'd see the playlist and say, that's too conservative. Now he looks at it and says, wow, because he can go into the end zone. And Alfred Jackson covered that time by Sanchez. And Sanchez, very lucky that he didn't have called for screening the receiver. Remember we talked earlier when Washington was looking back to the football and disrupted Jimmy the Jet Cunningham when he ran a deep route. Well, in this play, look at him. He's not looking at the ball at all. He is just putting his hand up there. Now, if I'm calling, I'm thinking that's screening, and Montreal's very lucky that they're not getting a pass interference call in the end zone in that play. Sanchez, a great story, used to watch the Lions work out through the chain link fence, and he idolized the DBs of the Lions. He loved their swagger. Second and 10, and Allen, quarterback draw, second time, and once again, it is stopped short. Stephen Reed, another BC boy from Kamloops, maybe the best Canadian linebacker in the league with the tackle. Well, situation again, 
of the Montreal defense bending but not breaking forcing for the third time Louis Pasaglia to come on and try a field goal and he has missed the first two great tackle by Reed on Allen and now Louis tough start that 47 yarder was maybe out of range he knows he should have the 39 yarder with a good spot and now Louis on the board with three and the BC Lions have a 12-3 advantage with 3.50 to play in the first half of the 88th Grey Cup. And the biggest thing that they're doing, Chris, is they're keeping the ball out of the Montreal offense's hands. They, they're getting no rhythm. AC Cavillo can't do anything because he's got to watch it from the bench. Plays, 64 yards, six minutes off the clock to put three more points on the board. Well, when you control the clock, a great majority of the time you will control the football game and come out the victor. And right now we're seeing a great display of that by the BC Lions. This time the Alouettes have opted to accept the kickoff. Brett Anderson puts it in the air, and Haskins let it go. Bad decision. He's got to go back to get it inside the 10. And he won't get to the 20. Well, he was just playing the football. The angle that it was kicked, he thought the ball would bounce out of bounds. He thought that he could draw the flag. But he got the BC bounce and the ball stayed in. You see him going, he thinks it's going to go up, but it bounces back into the field of play. Now he realizes with the guys coming down to tackle him, he's got to take control of the football. He can't do what Calgary did last week and let that ball just bounce around on the kickoff, allowing the defending team to come down and recover. So this Alouette team anxious to get their hands on the ball, backed up inside their 20. Pringle, big hole. And Pringle out to the 29-yard line, a first down, and a little more breathing room for that Montreal offense. And that's one of the first times we've seen Pringle actually hit the hole. No hesitation. Look at him going now. He's running now. Now he's looking at his knees. You know what you can tell about Pringle, and I know that Pinball would, would verify that when the running back's knees are starting to kick up like pistons, not dragging him back a little bit. 48 yards for Pringle, who normally gets the bulk of his yardage in the second half. First down, Alouettes. Calvillo to the air. Incomplete. Intended for Tyree Davis, and the ball jarred loose before Davis could get his clutches on it. That's rookie Kelly Snell in coverage. to the ground Robert Drummond this time left side most of the damage done by Millington but again we've talked about that 
1-2 Lions punch. Well, I tell you what, that's a nice job of tackling by Stefan Reed coming in and taking the feed out from Robert Drummond. One of the things he likes to do is he, as he hits the hole, Robert Drummond will jump over the tackler. He's got great athletic ability, and then when he gets past that first wave of tacklers, he usually goes for a lot longer. 96 yards between the two BC backs. It's second and six. Allen to his right, throwing to Blair, who makes a good catch just beyond the first down strike. Donnie Blair has been a valuable man in this Allen-led offense in the first half. And once again, we see Irv Smith, 21, playing off of Donnie Blair, almost anticipating Damon to go to the other side of the football field. He comes back to the short, throws it to Donnie Blair, who's got some separation from number 21, Irvin Smith. Blair at 1,000 yards last year, missed most of camp with a, an appendectomy, got off to a slow start, disappointing year. But a big game so far. The shovel to Drummond. And he's up to the 48-yard line. Five on that play with 91 seconds remaining in the half. Nice job of 43. Jason Richards recognizing it. You know, if you're going to put the defensive end in a bind, you got to have the tackle to help you out. And he does a nice job. You see him flushing. He's going laterally along the line right now. We're going to get Greg Hendrickson. That's the tackle, defensive tackle, coming all the way to stop that play. Mike Pringle still trying to stretch out the left hamstring at the Alouette bench. Second and four. Allen to the air again, whipping it complete. And there is Blair with his fifth catch of his first half. Well, Donnie Blair just gets tangled up with Alfonso Roundtree. Turns around and the ball is right there. He makes a great reaction to the football, brings it in, just fights his way away from Roundtree, concentrates, looks the ball into his hands, comes up with a great catch. Well, Blair exploded after a Thanksgiving Day loss. Triggered a team meeting that seemed to turn this club around, and there's a pass incomplete. Again, looking Blair's way, Sanchez doing the job defensively. Well, almost, Allen almost looked like he expected Donnie Blair to take it up and out to the sideline. Donnie Blair took it up, took it to the sideline, and went took it up almost like a wheel route. Brings up second and 10 with 53 seconds to play in a first half dominated by a ball control offense from Damon Allen and the Lions. Lots of time. Throwing deep. Alfred Jackson. And it's just overthrown. You wonder if it sailed on Allen with this gusting wind at McMahon. Well, the ball took off. And from the defensive line standpoint, this is one of those times we saw Jason Richards hit as we see the ball just sail over the outstretched hands of Alfred Jackson. But at the end of the play, the ball's gone, one, two. Now we saw the flag thrown earlier against BC's Chuck Levy, who resulted in a flag for unnecessary roughness. Jason Richards gets away with one in there. Another 47-yard attempt for Louie. This time wind at his back, and he'll miss once again, third miss of this opening half. 
Well, the ball up to the 19 from Winston October with markers down. Well, a lot of markers would throw Chris out of that scrub. You see Winston October trying to wiggle his way free, and it's always tough to tell. And a lot of the times it goes against the blocking team, but sometimes it's thrown there for the uh, various tackling techniques. Major foul, face mask, BC 62. First down. Well, Chris Perez going down in the cover team. See Winston October just kind of trying to find an opening, and you can see right there, Chris Perez just gets his hand right in there, pulls the head, pulls it out quick, but not before the flag is thrown. Now 35 seconds to go, and Calvillo and the Alouettes would feel a whole lot better about this half if they can cut into this nine-point deficit. And Calvillo going downfield! Just incomplete. That's the speedster, Sylvain Girard. He's the fastest man on the Alouette team. Charlie Tapp has said at times, he'd just like to run Girard deep and see if he can get behind people. Well, he did get behind people. He's just running a corner route. Just gets in there, gets in front of Alfonso Roundtree, comes over. Now there it is. Just out past the outstretched hands of the speedster, Girard. Boy, he hopes he can connect on one of those to jumpstart this offense. Gerard from Concordia has had three touchdowns called back in his brief career. Play stopped before Calvillo can deliver the football. Dave Buell's already gone further in this game than in his last Grey Cup start at McMahon. Remember, he came out of a game with a leg injury in the 93 Grey Cup game in Calgary. He's going to march Montreal back five yards. Illegal procedure. Montreal 66. Still second down. Neil Fort. And not the first half Charlie Taft had envisioned. Last week, 85 yards total offense in the first half. And they are not into triple figures yet here today. Second and 10. And here is Haskins. Nice, short tackle by Derek Lewis. 23 seconds to go, and the Alouettes will have to punt one last time in this first half. You know, Chris, they didn't pick up the first down on that play, but it's a good play because what it does is it picks up yardage and allows them to punt the football from a better spot in the field than they would have had to kick it if they didn't run that play. Curious to see the Lions might use a timeout here. Lions could have time for one play to get it into field goal range one more time here. They have three men back awaiting the punt from Jerry Baker. Levy, Cunningham, and Fletcher await the punt. Playing for the return, and here's Fletcher. Good coverage downfield as he is swarmed with 13 seconds left, a 42-yard Baker punt. Tim Fleiser, one of the men flying downfield, five yards on the return. So you do you take a free shot with 13 seconds to play, or do you sit on a nine-point lead and make sure you don't make a mistake? I think you do what you've been doing all along. What's brought you success? Give it to your horses. Distribute the football, move it around, 
look for something. Don't do anything that you haven't been having to do because, hey, it's working right now. And as the old saying says, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's thrown five deep, and he's 0 for 5. And really, that's the only negative you could find on this BC offense. Millington, a little stutter step. And he gets a first down, so every possession has generated a first down. Well, the outstanding Canadian for 2000 just does a marvelous job of stopping and redirecting, making the defender miss, readjusting and getting up and picking up. Nice yardage on that. Nice first down run. They're about 25 yards out of Pisaglia range, so they're going to let the clock run down and sit on this nine-point leader, are they? No, Allen's going to go deep. Takes a look and finds Oliver, and he dropped the ball. Well, they were going to let Jimmy Oliver see if he could get his hands on the football and find his way to the end zone, but they're out of time in what was a dominant performance by the Lions in the first half. If there's any positive before I throw it on to Steve, it's the fact that Montreal's still in it right now, only down by nine. Nine points. Charlie Taff was down by 13 last week in the Eastern Final. Let's join Steve. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Steve Barato, you go to the room uh, with a nine-point lead. Give me a read on that first half and what adjustments uh, you might make in the second. I'd like to catch some of those deep ones. We're throwing them down here, and the ball's carrying just a little bit on Damon. Didn't quite get to them. We're running the ball effectively. We've got to keep doing it. I'd like to change our formations around a little bit, but we're doing very well offensively. Defense is playing great. Concerned about the old leg, Louie? No. We had some problems with the snap and the, and the set, but other than that, it's, uh, he's hitting it good. Steve, good luck in the second half. Thank you very much. Jimmy Cunningham and I thought he had made a spectacular catch, but the official made the right call, Chris. Well, let's take a look as he comes down with the football. Freeze it right there. There's the ball. You can see it right there and hitting the turf. And that referee made the right call, much to dismay. The dismay of the BC bench. Turned, that man should be the jet. Turned out to be 45 yards of real estate, and it also cost the Lions a first down. And it allows Pringle to go back to work, but he runs in to the Herminator. Herman Smith. Now well, Herman Smith just beats his man, gets right into the back when he's working against Fort. And he just comes right off the block, sheds Fort, comes in there, wraps him up, beats the gap. Three playoff sacks. He had three in last year's Western Final. He's a big play performer on defense, and it's second and ten. Galvio rolls, looks downfield, has a receiver open. It's Kevin Alexander. He beat Alfonso Browning out of a job in the starting lineup for the Great Cup, but he has a big catch. Running a little corner route. Nice job of protection, picking it up. His old teammate at Utah State turns him around, takes it to the corner. Ball on the money, right in front of Central McClellan. Biggest play of the day, Chris, through the air for the Montreal Alouettes. 31 yards for the old college teammates, Calvillo to Alexander. Pitch, Pringle to the five. Drilled out around the three, and once again, that ball's coming loose. And that's uncharacteristic of Pringle with only one fumble this season. 
Absolutely, when you consider how many times he touches the football. See, just a nice job by the lead block by Hapel on Benefield, allowing him to get to the outside. Boy, you got to work as a unit, but this drive, Chris, is really a confidence builder for this Montreal offense. And as you say, they do make good adjustments. Second and two from the three. Pringle. And again, the ball comes loose. The whistle had blown, and it appears Pringle is right at that first down marker. That's Cameron Legault. Time. It looked like the ball or the ground made the ball come loose. But as you say, Chris, that's the fourth time right off the top of my head that we've seen the ball come loose after contact on Mike Pringle. And you know what? You may get away with that for now, but eventually, in a, in a crucial situation, they may call it the other way. Well, we talked about their efficiency in the third quarter. This is a team that. Seems to make all the right adjustments. And halftime. It's third down and inches. And now they'll unpile and see if they're into the end zone. The Lions say no. I, I don't understand this, Chris, because the referees are standing there and they're waiting for the pile to, you know, disembark before they make the call. You know, he's standing on the goal line. You got your eyes on the quarterback. You can see if he crosses the goal line. It's first down, but not a touchdown. Pierre Bercheval, the top offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League, the last to unpile. Well, you wonder about the Chitters, first championship game for Calvillo, even if he is a seven-year bet. And he seems a lot more comfortable here in the second half. And remember in the Canadian Football League, you may be an inch from the goal line, but you'll always bring it back to the one. So they're going backwards a little bit, albeit with a first down. Got a whole new set of downs as they dig in. They fake to Pringle, a bootleg, and a flip into the end zone. Touchdown, Jock Climbing. sitting all by his lonesome right in the end zone nice toss nice play nice drive by the Montreal offense Baker adds the point after and all of a sudden it's a two-point BC lead Jock Climby's first great cup game his first great cup touchdown two of pinball's old teammates from the 97 Toronto great cup winning team Lester Smith who knocked it loose and Kelly Wiltshire, who landed on the ball, coming up with the turnover for the Alouettes. Well, that man, Sean Graham, getting his first catch, and all he's going to do is run an underneath route. 
Right underneath the linebacker. He's going to come right across the middle. Damon Allen sees him. Puts the ball in his hands. All he's got to do is secure the football. Secure the football. Don't carry it out there like a loaf of bread. First turnover for the Lions. Just their third in the postseason. Pringle. Turns it upfield across the 25. Close to eight. Lester Smith's won three great cups. Just a nice job of Lester Smith getting that left hand in there, knocking that ball out. As you see the ball coming around, Kelly Wilchar, number one, comes up with the recovery. Well, a team that has not made many mistakes in the postseason. And Barato's expression says it all. Second and a couple. Pringle again following Bruno Heppel. What a huge hole. They love to go off the left side with number 27. Well, absolutely. They really do. They favor the left side. He goes behind Big Uzuma Okeke, Pierre Vercheval, but Bruno Heppel, who had some big shoes to fill, Michael Souls, just does an outstanding job of being the lead blocker. This is what it is. Look at him at the top. 33. Look at him. Seal that. He's the reason Mike Pringle gets to the outside. Here's Calvillo, the roll, and the throw intended for Jock Climbing. Off an outstretched hand incomplete. Bringing up second and ten. Just running a little short out, as you say, the ball just past the outstretched hands of Jock Climbing. You see that Cavillo seems to be finding a little bit of a rhythm back there now, moving around a little bit, not staying so stationary when he delivers the football. Number two in the league in pass rating efficiency behind only the outstanding player in the league, Dave Dickinson of the Stampeders. Second and ten. And the ball not snapped when Calvillo wanted it. Well, Cavillo fooled his old teammates with the cadence there. Illegal procedure. Montreal 13. Still second down. As you say, Chris, Anthony Cavillo wanted the ball. He didn't get it from the center. Brian Chu. He's leaning back. He's expecting the football. And he realizes, oh, hold on, fellas. That one's dead. So it pushes it back five. Second and 15 from the Montreal 31. Good protection for Calvillo, looking down that left side to Thomas Haskins, incomplete. It's one aspect of the Montreal offense that Charlie taps it still is a work in progress. He really would like to utilize Haskins more as a receiver. Well, one of the problems that happens is when you have a guy of his talent and you don't get to play him all the time, you don't really develop him fully. But I like what they're doing. See, BC's blitzing everybody. They're being picked up. That creates a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations. Camille is going to the guy, but he's not connecting with the throws. Terry Baker in. You saw the graphic. Eight block kicks this year. Great punt by Baker. Back to the 25-yard line. Cunningham. And finally driven back. Cunningham. 54-yard punt by Terry Baker, who was on the 89 great cover-winning team in Saskatchewan. 13 yards on the return. Well, you love to get kicks on that guy like that. Boy, when you're in your 
your own end and you can get a guy smashing the football like that. Chris, during the regular season, net punting, Montreal, nine yards better than BC. That's a lot of real estate on exchanges of punts. Over a course of a game, it really does add up. 38-yard line, BC goes to work. Two and a half minutes to play. Third quarter, two-point lead Lions, Allen. Gunning it downfield behind the intended receiver, Jimmy Oliver. Now, I'll tell you what. What a play by number 47, Stefan Reed. He says he can read quarterbacks. He studies so much film, he recognizes it. He gets such great depth and has dropped on this play, much like he did against Winnipeg last week when he picked off two interceptions, that he really causes some problems for Damon's throw. A reminder to join Peter Mansbridge and the CBC News team tomorrow for comprehensive live election coverage. Tomorrow night, the federal election on CBC. Second and 10 for Allen and the Lions. This time he's got a sprint out and he's brought down by Kelly Wiltshire. Number one makes a big play. He talked proudly about the fact he's a member of an all-Canadian linebacking corps. And he's made another big play here. Absolutely. In the first game, these two teams met. That strong side linebacker, Kelly Wilchart, and Tracy Gravely sacked Damon Allen twice. This is the first sack today on Damon Allen by a blitzing Sam linebacker, Kelly Wilchart. He's also proud he's the only Canadian Sam or strong side linebacker in the Canadian Football League. First sack of the game brings Louis Pasaglia back in the punt. Tracy Gravely penetrated, but a good punt by Pasaglia. This is October. And Winston October bounces off the first contact all the way up to the 40. Let's join Mark Lee. Chris, we're sensing a shift in momentum towards the Alouettes. One on the bad break that BC had, the Sean Graham fumble, but we're also wondering about the decision Louis Pasaglia made to punt out of his own end zone. Well, he was in his own end zone, and Steve Barato elected for him to punt the football. Had he given up a safety at that point, it's two points, but a whole bunch of field position. It turned into the Jock Climby touchdown, and then they got a bad break. That's right. BC Lions did what they had to do in terms of getting the football back down the field to try to answer that touchdown by Montreal, but then they get a bad break with the fumble. Two-point football game, Chris. And just about everything that has happened in the third quarter at McMahon Stadium is giving Montreal momentum. Well, you create your situations, too. I mean, it's a bad break for BC fans on a fumble, but a good play by the Montreal defender, Lester Smith, creating the fumble. There was a clipping penalty on that last return by October, Andre Bolduc. So the ball back deep into Montreal territory, and Kringle with a lunge. Short yardage there in this two-point game. It's easy to let the little things slide, but not your family's safety. So stay on track with Michelin MX4s from Canadian Tire. Second and seven for the Alouettes. There's Jim Sandusky, former BC Lion, Edmonton Eskimo. He helped prepare the Lions' footwear for the Western semi in Edmonton, Calvillo under pressure. Noah Cantor does get him down. Yeah. 
first interference by that defensive line, number 92, Noah Cantor. A six-year veteran just keeps working. He's trying to swing it over to Mike Pring on the flat. That's taken away by David Benefield getting in his eyesight. Has to pull it down. And that results in the sack by Cantor. Big play by the St. Mary's grad who had Calvillo slip out of his clutches once in the first half. Baker inside is five. This one has a little backspin. And Cunningham will step out on the Alouette side of half with eight seconds to play in the third quarter. Just a 38-yard punt that time for Baker, who nailed the last one over 50. This is where the experience of Damon Allen is a huge asset. For the BC Lions, things haven't really gone BC's way in this third quarter. Well, we talked about it's tweaking this and tweaking that and making sure that you make the right adjustments. I mean, I think the biggest adjustment so far, and I say so far, is the ability of Montreal to curtail Millington. Two punts and one fumble in three possessions for the Lions in this third quarter. But good field position here on what should be the final play of the third quarter. Allen, Sean Millington just couldn't keep his feet as Wiltshire cut him down. It was a nine-point lead at the half. Steve Barato's advantage is just two through three-quarter time at McMahon. Glad you're with us for the 88th Great Cup game from McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Should be a great fourth quarter right now. Let's join Scott Russell. Right, Chris. ex Alouette Michael Souls won the Great Cup in 93 as an Edmonton Eskimo, but he's a Montreal boy, and I'm wondering, uh, do you wish you were in uniform now? Oh, certainly. I, I wish I was in uniform today. I don't know if I wish I was in uniform uh, to play over the last seven months just with the, the build-up to get here, but uh, certainly I'd love to be in the big game. What about your team? Do you sense it gaining a little bit of momentum? And if so, what are they doing right? Well, certainly I think they're running the ball pretty darn well. I, I obviously, their passing game hasn't got on track, but uh, I like the way Mike's running the ball, and hopefully they'll, uh, they'll get to keep the ball a little bit in the fourth quarter and uh, use, lose, use up some time and kick a field goal to win it. Thanks, Michael. Good luck to you. Thanks, Scott. Guys, Michael Souls won that great cup here at McMahon, much to the chagrin of Calgary fans. Alfred Jackson jarred out of bounds at the BC Lion bench as we assess the numbers through 45 minutes of football. Well, I think it's obvious. I mean, Montreal, six first downs the first half. They picked up seven in the third quarter alone. Pringle, 54 yards rushing the third quarter, brings them up to 98. Basically, they just got back into the football game and made some things. Carrillo, three of six, 45 yards. That's what you got to do. Last play, Allen just throws a flat pass out. Alfred Jackson knocked out of bounds. A yard short of a first down. And it's third and one from the 44. Drummond, left side, look out! Robert Drummond sprinting for the end zone. Touchdown! Play. And you know what? You see a lot of these throughout all the years of the 
CFL, any football league for that matter, short yardage. Everybody's up on the line of scrimmage. They're expecting it to just try and get the one yard needed. They bust it, and when you bust them, a lot of times you take it all the way. And Robert Drummond goes off the left side and takes it all the way to the pay dirt. He ripped one for 31 yards earlier. That time, 44. He has 99 in the game. It's an eight-point lead. I wondered about the possibilities of a two-point convert to stretch it to 10, but Louie's in. Well, I think even more important than that, Chris, is that you start to take any momentum that Montreal might have been building and squash it. 19-10 early, fourth quarter. Back at McMahon Stadium in Calgary and some conjecture amongst our game day panel as to what exactly constitutes grounding the football called against Anthony Calvillo. Glenn, you got the rule book. Out. Well, first of, first of all, Charlie Taft was upset that he didn't think the intentional grounding was really a rule. But in fact, it's, if the quarterback tries to avoid a loss and throws it behind the line of scrimmage, even if he's getting hit, it is intentional grounding. But Anthony's arm was being held by the defender, Mike. I think it suggests that it's still grounding because it doesn't say otherwise in the rule book. So that play was called correctly. Here it is, we see it. As long as a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage is thrown to avoid a loss, it is intentional ground. Gentlemen, close the book. And Terry Baker made the field goal anywhere. Anyway, I think the Lions argument was, should it have been a fumble? Donnie Blair's gone to the bench. It's second and 10 after the incomplete shovel pass. And Allen rolls right, and he'll take off and turn it up and just evade what would have been quite a hit. Kelly Wiltshire had him lined up. Damon Allen has still got that speed of a 20-year-old. He just gets around the corner. He makes it look so effortlessly when he gets around. It's almost like he's got the sixth sense. He's got a, a tagger coming to the backside. Sylvester Miller's there. Gets around the right side, avoiding the pressure. Picks up close to a first down. Looks like they're going to go for it, Mark. Player cramping on the sidelines, getting attention from Bill Rochelle. It's third and one for BC. Another third and one. They go back to the same play, and Drummond kicks it outside again. This time he'll step out, but a huge gain by Drummond, who has been unstoppable and sprung again by Simon Bavol. The biggest thing they tell you on the outside, much like punt cover, you cannot get blocked inside. You got to stay as wide as a ball carry. Look at him, he gets inside. Maybe a little bit of a hold, maybe not. But anyway, he's got to get up there to take away that outside bounce by Robert Drummond. Well, I think Jock Climey saw that hold. Didn't see a flag. And now we start looking at the clock with 7.40 to go. Lions trying to pad their lead. Here's Millington. Sean Millington still going inside the five. And the diesel runs over people. That's what he does. Again, a timely call by Damon Allen. Just a smart call. 
you know they're going to pin their ears back to Montreal defense and come after you. He sits back there, lofts the ball, gets the offensive line out in front of him, and then he puts it in this man's hands, and he just breaks tackles. Strong leg drive. A perseverance to get to the end zone. Finally brought down at the three-yard line. 14-year vet, all-star center, Jamie Terrace. A big block. Now Drummond down to the one, close to the goal line. And it looks like it'll be second and one. Clock running. And we talked about the dynamic duel. Millington, all first half. Robert Drummond, second half. Well, look at that. Six for 102. Millington, 93 on the ground in the first half. And the Lions in for another score. We saw all facets of the 3D offense. The Diesel, Drummond, and then Damon to finish it. Absolutely. But Robert Drummond on short yardage has always had that uncanny ability, whether he was here, Toronto, Baltimore, of breaking the big one. Does a great job of always getting to the outside. Then, of course, Sean Millington. What a call by Damon Allen to throw the screen. And then he finishes it off himself with the quarterback keeper. Just, just right behind the big man, Jamie Terrace, the 14-year vet, Steve Barato. And now they're going to go for two, as you see the indication from Steve Barato, to make a 12-point lead, 14, and two converted touchdowns if successful. This would be a... Terrible blow to the Alouettes. Jason Richards still down. Remember, Charbonneau hurt in the final practice. The only extra defensive lineman they have is Tim Fleiser, who's really undersized. He said they, they tried to keep his weight down so he could be key on special teams. And so Fleiser is going to be pressed into duty. Absolutely, but Chris, it's been the ability of both Millington in the first half and Drummond in the second half to bounce that football outside and take advantage of the smaller tacklers of the Montreal Alouettes. They have just exploited the outside. Third quarter belonged to Montreal. It looked like they had momentum, but then back-to-back -to -back touchdown drives. And now the Lions have a 12-point lead, and it appears they're going for two more. As you say, Chris, with Jason Richards, a 6'3", 290-pounder out of there. If you're in one closer face with the bat, then they can bounce it. He can make a move on it. The guy can't use it. Okay. Little instructions to Simon Buffalo and Mike Moore. And now from the five, here's Perch. Allen gets outside of that. Little pitch and toss and... Incomplete, Cunningham went after it. It was intended for Millington. He was open, and they got their signals crossed. It cost them two. How costly will that be? Lions, lead is 12. This man has owned the second half.
he completes a 75-yard touchdown march by the Lions. And now a 12-point stranglehold in the 88 Great Cup game. Well, it's the Robert Drummond show in the second half. He's just done everything. Every time he touches the football, he makes things happen. He's just pounding nails in the coffin that once was the Montreal OS. 6-0-1 to play. BC trying to become the first team ever to win the Great Cup after a losing record in the regular season. Thomas Haskins out to the 45 gang tackled there. Well, he was overshadowed when in Baltimore by his running mate, Mike Pringle. He's not being overshadowed today. Absolutely not. He gets it done so many ways. A screen pass. Hey, look, at, look at him driving, running over, lowering his shoulder. Shovel pass. Just put it in number 29's hands. Let him do the rest. And then he breaks the back on a short yardage run. Gets tackled earlier. Again, bounces it to the outside. And once he gets out there, the speed of Robert Drummond, tough to bring him down before he gets to the end zone. Well, this may take the Alouettes out of their usual game plan. Calbio under pressure. Looking for Tyree Davis, and the ball skipped into his hands. Incomplete. Uh, you know, there's an interesting story right there, Chris. Tyree Davis working against Chuck Levy. Here's a guy started running back. You said he's the leader of that defense. Talk to him, the, the whole team is jiving around that guy. They're not even testing him. Is that a sign of respect? Davis has been shut out. Now Kelly Snell is over. He shuttles in and out with Levy. Second and ten. Calvillo needs a big play. Wide open. Jock climbing. Jock climbing just running the seam route all the way down. But again, BC blitzes. And when you're going to take a chance on blitzing, you might get burned. They pick it up. Cavillo does the rest, throws a beautiful pass down the seam to Mr. Reliable, Mr. Everything for this Montreal offense today, Chris, Jock Climey. 46 yards on the play, 98 in the game for Climey. You know, the Alouettes haven't had a 100-yard receiver since August. Now Calvillo, bootleg, takes off to the five, and Anthony Calvillo driven out there. First down, safety Mike Crum. And again, they... What a great play action, though. He fools the entire BC defense. Little play action to Pringle. He gets to the outside. Now it becomes a foot race. Now, AC or Anthony Cavillo is not known for great speed. I think he stole that one out of Tracy Ham's playbook. Learned a lot under Ham. Well, I think if he had Tracy Ham's speed, he would have definitely been in the end zone. Seems to be some confusion once again. And see, I think the timeout. No, we're ready to go. First down, Montreal at the Lions five. Pringle, not to be denied. Touchdown, and the Alouettes right back in it. It's called never say die. A sign of a championship team, Chris. They didn't end up 12 and five. 
just for the fun of it. They have resilience, they have weapons, and they have belief that they can still get the job done. What a great play. Keyed off by that big passing play to Jock Climbing. Baker for the point after. And how big was the missed two-point convert by the Lions with Sean Millington open and waiting for the ball in the end zone. Pringle gets them to within five. Absolutely. A one-touchdown game now. I mean, that's what it's all about. And I don't know if it's just a great cup, Chris, but it always comes down to these. We always get these classics. And boy, he was not going to be denied. When he gets in the end zone, you can see Haskins there. Rest of the bench. There it is, baby. Lots of time. 3.42. Calvillo showed us some metal on that last series. There's the Alouette coaches upstairs. Big play to climbing. The bootleg by Calvillo. The finishing touch by Pringle. Well, we talked about the big play to climbing as a result of BC bringing the heat, trying to blitz Calvillo. That puts the safety. Mike Crum on a one-on-one -on -one with Jock climbing, and Jock just gets great separation from him. Like you say, the rest is history. Baker kicks it downfield, and there's Cunningham. That is 10. Jimmy Cunningham still going. Up to the 40, where he's met by Kelly Wiltshire. Well, the Lions have had an answer most of the day. Brought down by Kelly Wiltshire and Sylvain Girard. Well, it's in a big play. Jock climbing, beating it. One-on-one coverage by Mike Trump. And finished off by the dive to Mike Pringle. And as you say, Chris, that failed two-point conversion. You wonder if it will come back to hunt. Ball back in Damon Allen's court. Mike Pringle going for a ride on the bench to keep the hamstring loose. Allen lunging forward across the 45. Productive first down play by the MVP of two different Grey Cup games. He came off the bench to win in 87. He won start to finish in 93. And now seven years later, trying to be the key man again. Well, he just does it all. I mean, look at how effortlessly this looks. Just dives up and picks up great first down yardage and puts him in a second and sort situation. Three minutes left in regulation time at the 88th Grey Cup. It's a five-point BC lead. Some people may have thought the game was over when Allen puts them up 25-13. But Montreal, Mike, doesn't give up. Absolutely, Mark. Um, no, no pun intended, but they showed the mark of a champion by coming back and scoring that touchdown to go up. The key for the BC Lions now is do they keep poise and not get frustrated? They've still dominated this game. There's, there's a poise play, Allen to Alfred Jackson, and a huge first down as Jackson takes it into Montreal territory. A big time play on second and four, and look what is in the building. Well, the cup is in the building. And you know what, if you're sitting on the on the BC sideline, you're less than three minutes away from hoisting that thing up there. But boy, Damon Allen just does a wonderful job of 
utilizing all his weapons. We've seen Donnie Blair come up with big catches. Drummond, we've talked about him all day, and Millington. But how about Alfred Jackson coming up with a big catch there? 43,827 here at McMahon. Alec carries it himself. First down inside the 35. Remember, folks, he's 37 years of age. Just as smooth as he was a decade ago. You couldn't describe it any, any better. He just makes it look like a snow workout there. And that's probably been one of the things that's got against him because they think that he's just got this lackadaisical kind of attitude. And yet that he's just such a great athlete and just makes it look too easy. First and 10, clock running. And so are the Lions as Millington gets down to the 30, three more. Well, you know, he passed Ron Lancaster and the debate started. And many said he's not even a top five all-time CFL quarterback. Well, he may not have been as consistent as Lancaster or Flutie, but on any given day, he could beat any quarterback that's ever played in the CFL. Absolutely. I, I think it's a crime to try and pick the best ever. I think there's too many great quarterbacks that have played this great game. But to be included in the group of the great ones is honor enough. He's passed for 233 yards, now rushed for 41, second and six. And they don't get the playoff, and Jason Richards draws a flag. Well, remember, Chuck Levy flagged early in the game. It was costly. And that was even more costly at this uh, point. Under two minutes to go. Absolutely. I mean, Damon Allen does what a punter does. That stay down, hoping to draw the flag. And Jason Richards pops him. Damon Allen stays down. And the flag is a late flag, but you know, you can't do that. The whistle goes. Time count violation. BC number nine. Major foul, necessary roughness. Montreal 43. First down. That's the biggest ramification of that call, Chris, is it gives BC a whole new set of downs to use. And as we say, the clock is your enemy if you're a Montreal Alouette. This is a team that does not take many penalties. And that was an awful one to take at this juncture of the game. Well, Did he hear the whistle? Well, that's the thing you don't know. First and 10, BC from Montreal 25. Although, if he hadn't heard the whistle, I think he would have finished the tackle with even more authority. Drummond cuts back. Down to the 20. Five more for the drum. Well, after Drummond has exploited that outside bounce run, you finally see it being stopped. Well, let's go back to the last play. Yeah. Well, I think there's no doubt that the whistles were blowing everywhere. Second and five. Allen rolling left. I think the shovel was in his mind, and he will be stuffed at the 23, and that will bring up third down. 89 seconds to go. 
Luis Pasaglia, the 25-year veteran, is going to come on for well, one last kick. Absolutely, Chris. And I mean, the importance of this kick, obviously, is it gives you an eight-point cushion or a two-point touchdown for Montreal to tie the game. Been a rough game for Louis, but some tough chances. But we'll forget about the three misses if he caps his career with this. The man born in the same year as the franchise he has played with such great distinction for 25 years. Silver anniversary of his career. One last kick for the silverware. That's the Louis we'll always remember. And it's an eight-point lead. And we're not done yet. Minute 25 left. And Montreal still within a touchdown and a two-point contract. And this is why it's so interesting now. Now you're BC's defense. Do you come after Cavillo? The last time you did, he beat you on a deep pass to Jock Climbing. Do you play safe and make him use the clock trying to get it down the field? Very much a game of chess, a game of strategy coming to play now. 85 seconds away from a Hollywood ending. Montreal scored a field goal and a touchdown their last two drives. You know, Montreal had the option, or has the option still, if they want to start with their offense, but with the explosiveness of West October, it looks like they might return Montreal wants the ball in October's hands. Will Brett Anderson kick it that deep? Be interesting to see how Montreal lines up. The Lions will kick off after their successful field goal. I believe they will not kick it to Winston October, rather than Thomas Haskins. The Lions were very effective last week in the Western Final against Calgary with a shorter, medium-range kick. That's October. Hard run across the 45, and now a minute 20. Remaining in regulation time. For an all-purpose tire like the Goodyear Wrangler RTS, come to Canadian Tire. We've got what you need to get away. Glad you've been with us for another memorable Great Cup game. And it's not done yet. What does Anthony Calvillo have left? They need six, and then they need two. And Ben Cahoon has the ball. Cahoon in the Lion territory, a first down at the BC 52. And getting the first down stops the clock. But it looks like Cavill is going to go with the hurry up the fire offense to eliminate BC, getting their defensive signal sent in. First catch of the game for Cahoon. The wideouts have been quiet. Now Calvillo in trouble, and down he goes. Carl Kidd 
in on the tackle. Mark Chuck Levy there. Couple of the newcomers. The men who have bolstered the BC defense. Absolutely. They send it in. They bring the blitz. Both outside linebackers converge and bring down Anthony Cabillo. Now second and 19. Montreal's in three down territory now. Galvillo gunning it wide open. Look out. Ben Cahoon. Touchdown. seconds to go but they still need two more unbelievable unbelievable he just gets sacked to play prior sits back unleashes the ball you can see right there Cahoon working against McClellan brings it into the post makes a move and takes a 60 yards for a touchdown and now it comes down to this. Remember, the Lions missed on their two-point attempt. Mike Pringle will not be a factor. Haskins is in. Here comes the blitz. Calvillo in the end zone. Incomplete. Haskins tripped up. They're looking for a flag. There is not one on the carpet. Chuck Levy, the man we talked about, the emotional leader, provides the coverage that may have walked up the 88th Grey Cup. What a play. Trying to get Haskins. Little bump, Haskins loses his footing, goes down in the end zone. Let's take another look. Does Charlie Taft have a case? Did Levy tackle Thomas Haskins. He just gave him a shot, Chris, as he came into his territory, pushed him off, knocked, knocked him off balance. He lost his footing, and the ball sailed harmlessly in the end zone. Let's check with one of our spotters, Rob Crefo, who's run many routes in this league, and he thought it was okay. Want to thank Rob, Larry Mueller, our spotters, Carl Creighton and Dave Moyer, crunching all the numbers. And now we look at a short kick and a last gasp with 44 seconds to go for Montreal. They load up the left side. Jump ball. Alfred Jackson's there. He's got it. Maybe the biggest catch of his life. Didn't have a didn't have to run a route to make this catch. Everybody gets it, but as you say, look at the height. Alfred Jackson climbs the ladder, goes to the penthouse to catch the ball. He's only six feet tall. How about that vertical? No jumping everybody. 42 seconds to go. 
Allen with the knee. Well, both teams missed two-point converts in this game. And in Montreal, they'll be talking about the brush by Levy on Haskins, who was off balance. I tell you, had he not lost his balance, Chris, he makes that catch. He was behind Levy. And sometimes you got to be good to be lucky, and you got to be lucky to be good. Second down, Allen. Now goes down, back at the 50. 19 seconds to go. And that means they can run it out. Now they run it out, take the penalty. Clock running. What a day here at McMahon. And what a dream postseason. Burt's going to stop the clock. That's going to force Allen to consume three more seconds the next time the ball is snapped. The clock adds 17 seconds. Shades of 94. BC winning two road games. First in Edmonton, then in Calgary. They adding that time? Back up to 19. And now we'll run it down again. Only the fourth, third place team in Grey Cup history to win. They did it in 94. And they've done it again here. From underdogs to Lion Kings, the BC Lions are Grey Cup champions. unquestionably one of the all-time CFL greats. Steve? Thank you, Chris. I've got Robert Drummond with me. Robert, congratulations. You've done this before. How special is this one? It's unbelievable. After the year we had, you know, the roller coaster ride we had all season, for these guys, group of guys to come together and just believe in one another, probably the whole country of Canada, you know, there's about 37 guys that landed today are the only ones that believe in ourselves. We believe in each other and we got it accomplished. At what point in the season, Robert, did you think this might be possible? Uh, when Coach Barado came and just allowed guys to go out there and, you know, just be players. Allowed us to be able to go out there, you know, and told us we can make mistakes. You know, human being makes mistakes. And we understood that and knew just play behind one another and this is a great feeling. Robert, congratulations. Thank you very much. Chris? Well, what a remarkable performance by Robert Drummond in the second half, ripping off a couple of big runs 
This one 44 yards for a touchdown as the BC Lions prevail. Now Drummond celebrating yet another great cup victory. Won the first three times he went to the big game. And disappointment for Jock Climbing, who waited so long to get here. 11 years, played so brilliantly today. Absolutely, Chris. You know what, for Montreal, it was a question of just too late. They started too late. They didn't get their offense gelled to the second half. They turned it up, but they ran out of clock. And this guy has the best scriptwriter in football. Louis Pasaglia, the game-winning field goal, even though he didn't know it when he first kicked it. Mark? Yes, Chris, indeed, a silver celebration for Louis Pasaglia, celebrating his 25th season, his final season, his final game. What a way to go out, Mike Clemens. Without question, you know, and this team has been through so much. They say adversity builds character. There's a saying that quitters never win and winners never quit. You're looking at the face of a guy who refused to quit. He epitomizes a team that refused to quit. A, a few months ago, they were a team of champions. Now they have transformed into a championship team. And how about this man, Carl Kidd, joined this team with five games to play, and he's a Grey Cup champion. Without question, a Grey Cup champion. Five, it doesn't seem fair if you ask Jock Climbing on the other side of the ball. But he added so much to this team. He made them a physical defense, did so much for them as we look at a couple of the big guys now celebrating. The Hoggies, a lot of tears on the faces of the BC Lions. Eight and ten during the regular season. The first team with a sub-500 record to win the Grey Cup. But pinball, a month ago, this team was falling apart. There was internal dissension, finger-pointing. And here they are at the Cup. They've done it in tremendous fashion, finding chemistry as they go back down to the field. And here's Steve again. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It now gives me great pleasure to call on for the final time in his tenure as commissioner at the CFL, John Torrey, to present the Grey Cup to the 2000 champions, the BC Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, Congratulations to Calgary for a great Grey Cup. Congratulations to the Montreal Alouettes to a great game. And now to David Braley, Adam Rita, Coach Barato, and Louis and Damon and all the BC Lions, the Grey Cup. Congratulations. And so another Grey Cup game ends with another classic finish as the BC Lions spoiled the Montreal Alouettes two-point conversion attempt to hang on and win it final 28-26. And immediately following the game, the Lions legendary kicker Louis Pasaglia, who had kicked the winning points, retired after 25 seasons. BC's ground game, well, it proved to be unstoppable as they totaled 260 yards rushing, led by, of course, Robert Drummond, who rushed for 122 yards and was named the game's most valuable player. And with the win, the Lions became the very first team in history to win the Grey Cup after posting a losing record during the regular season. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, this has been another Grey Cup Classic here on the home of classics and more ESPN Classic.